0: It's our SME Exchange here on Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And today, our entrepreneur is coming all the way out from Khamphallele in Limpopo. But also, grew up in Tembisa. and uh, she is a biodiesel entrepreneur and a small-scale farmer. Her name is Hope Mapeto. She's the founder of Great Fuel and RMT Seedlings. And we speak to her as part of our village and township economy series this evening. Hope, good evening to you and welcome.
1: Good
0: evening. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: I am okay.
0: Hope, before we get into the great work you're doing with biofuel and, um, you know, some of your work in the agricultural space, let's first try and understand who Hope is. Uh, I understand, you know, you moved back to Khampa a few years ago, uh, having grown up uh, in Tembisa, you left your parents in Tembisa. Uh, what were you thinking when you did that? Um, and I guess how has it contributed to your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Okay, I grew up in Kimbisa, right? So during my grade 10, I relocated back to Rampakele. It's where my grandparents are located. That's where I finished my matric. Then after my, I went back to Houdin. When I was in Houdin, I did my, I, I, I I I graduated in Houdin and I also got my internship at The University of Pretoria. So, whilst um, towards the end of my internship, I got introduced to social entrepreneurship by Mm. a friend, and I said, This is what I want to do, this is what I want to venture into. But um, that's when I decided, Okay, um, let me venture into agriculture. And the, why agriculture? is because so ju, during one of the holidays, I went back to Rampacheni, and the peers that I grew up with, I noticed. Okay, they, some of them did not make it out. Some of them dropped out out of school, and I said, okay, if they if they if they are academically challenged, they're not um, mentally challenged. We can do mm. something. So that's when I noticed, how, okay, I can venture into agriculture. Fortunately enough, my grandfather had a, a big backyard. That's when we started with the, our farming project. And he also gave me a four hectares land to expand on. Mm. Okay.
0: So, so what were you doing there? I mean, you know, I understand, was it, you know, uh, uh, selling beetroot and spinach? And then, uh, you know, how, how did you go into the seedling space?
1: Okay, we initially started with the with the with the beetroot and spinach in the backyard, mm. and we were we were the retail stores, so that the local department of agriculture said, "But we cannot find you if you are in uh in are operating in the backyard." Mm. So that's when we said, "Okay, let's operate in the in the four hectares land." But we had our own challenges being there. So what happened was, um, we over, we were operating in that space and. So COVID changed everything, and the biodiesel uh, contributed to it. Because when I entered, initially I started the first year. I started on the agricultural side, and I got introduced. and And I developed this level for biodiesel. The thing is, when when I was operating in the agricultural space. I noticed that there were businesses that they would come into the community and they would sell this oil, but I didn't understand this oil because it is not branded When I did my research i I found out that this oil was taken from restaurants and bleached, then repackaged to sell to low-income households. For mm-hmm. me, there's a concern. I said I need to disrupt this market. So that's when I ventured into agriculture, into biodiesel. That's when I found myself doing biodiesel. So because of so much, the biodiesel it's time-demanding and also the agricultural side it's also time-demanding. So just after COVID-19, when it hit, so um, many many people, many youth, I would say the youth in the community, many Everyone, not not really everyone, but most of the people um, ventured into agriculture. They wanted mm-hmm. me to mentor them. They wanted they started their backyards. So what I noticed was a a, a gap of there's no seedlings in the in where so when we bought seedlings, it was around a two hours drive. And yeah. I said, oh okay, this is a gap that I should tap into. This is seedlings, I should I can I can supply the, the aspiring farmers with the seedlings. And I can also move myself away from growing the crops and give them space and mentor them into that. It also gives me space to focus on the biodiesel side.
0: Mm. Let's talk about the biodiesel side. We'll come back to to the seedlings and I guess, you know, um, the the uh, processing opportunities that you see there. But biodiesel, what are we talking mm-hmm. about when we talk about that? Um, and I guess from a fuel perspective, um, you know, how does it contribute to local fuel needs, uh, which are critical in any, I guess, agricultural operation? Sorry,
1: I don't get
0: it. No, no, so I'm asking, uh, how did the sort of biodiesel story start? And and maybe firstly, what is biofuel? Uh, when we talk about, you know, biofuel, which is critical, I guess, uh, as a supplement to fuel needs for any agricultural operation?
1: Okay, biodiesel is renewable, biodegradable, manufactured domestically from vegetable oils oh. and its benefits or advantages rather it's it has lubricating properties that gives the engine a longer lifespan it's it has reduced carbon carbon di- carbon monoxide emissions it also it also reduces the greenhouse gases and fortunately enough um the minister of um, energy said that the, there's a regulation that the bio, the, the diesel has to be blended with the biodiesel due to disadvantages mm. so the biodiesel can be made from your um, animal fat can be made from your used cooking oil which you fetch from the restaurant your sunflower your soybean, your castor seeds yes
0: okay all right i mean i find that quite interesting so so when you produce it who, who are some of the people who come and buy it from you
1: it's the so we have the local construction company who comes we have okay. the, the pharmacies, the agricultural sector is also coming. And um, I would say that we got, due to the quality that you're producing now, the advantage of that is the petroleum companies also give us letters of intent. They are very positive and they, they're very interested in the products to blend their diesel with our biodiesel. Mm.
0: Pause there for a second, Hope. Uh, we're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want us to talk about those letters of intent. Okay. 21 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our SMME Exchange here on Metro FM Talk. I'm in conversation with Hope Mapeto, founder of Great Fuel and RMT Seedlings. And uh, it's a business based out in Khampatele in Limpopo. And uh, we speak to her this evening as part of our Township and Village Economy series in our SMME Exchange. Hope, you, just before we went to the break, were telling us that some of the big fuel companies have uh, given you letters of intent. Talk to us about, I guess, you know, what those letters are um, and you know some of the order sizes that uh, they're looking for from some of your biofuel operations
1: okay i'll tell you the advantage and the disadvantage of that right okay so when we were, when we were starting with the biodiesel with the biodiesel samples i got so excited and i approached these companies and i told, i sent them a proposal they mm. said okay send us the sample," and i sent them the sample and so they were quite pleased with the samples and they said, Okay, we are interested um in in, in in purchasing the biodiesel from you. So but it's large quantities. I mm. think for I got so excited with the, the biodiesel business before I could even put my systems in into place. Um by that I mean that um so now we are not we do not have our own biodiesel facilities and mm. the 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 market, the used oil market, is very competitive. So, it's, there's so much monopoly around that the prices are competitive to buy your used oil. So it's actually it's very unstable in this market. You know, mm. so, yes. So, so for now we are trying to work on getting our own manufacturing license, and we also trying to partner with farmers, so so that they can they can grow uh, crops for us. Um, they mentioned crops which I said it's either sunflower. But with sunflower mm-hmm. there's an issue of food security around that. So if we if we if we plan on growing sunflower, it means in other words we have to grow sunflower, um produce um cooking oil from it, take it to restaurants and then recollect it as used cooking oil. So that's a longer process. So we're also looking into the in into the opportunities of growing soybean and um, custard seeds mm. so that we have a sustainable market and we'll be able to consistently and be sustainable when we supply the petroleum companies. But yeah. I think for now that we, still, we are still an, a, a startup. I'm thinking that we should just continue and grow from the construction companies that we still supply in the agricultural sectors and we'll grow to to that yeah. to that point but for now I'm thinking that we should just put the systems into place mm.
0: when you talk about systems um I mean you mentioned the manufacturing side I'm also quite interested in what other systems for the benefit of some of the other entrepreneurs that listen to this platform um what do you mean by that
1: and um, the, the, the major one it's getting it's acquiring um, A manufacturing license for grateful because the challenge is when you apply for funds, you get an issue of we need the manufacturing license first before we can issue issue with funds, and mm-hmm. we also need to have you know all all the whatever that's needed your EIA assess uh, your assessments your 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 licenses as I said have your own um, fa- production facilities that's what we need to put in to put in order.
0: Okay, all right. Talk, talk, just keep, paint a picture for us. I mean, wh- when you think about how much space is needed to grow, say, soya uh, or even sunflower, to produce maybe just a liter of fuel, how, 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 much, how, how much land would that be?
1: So for, uh, for sustainability, it will be 20 hectares. You could start from 20 um, hectares if you want to be sustainable. That's but the insight. If-
0: so, I mean, just for one litre or, or how much would in a 20 hectare space, how much fuel could you potentially produce from that? Um, On a monthly basis or on an, an annual basis. I'm just thinking, no, I mean, on an annual basis, how many times would you plant?
1: You would plant three times. Okay. Because, yes, you would plant three times. And on let me say on a one hectare, you could come up with, Fifty? No, not fifty. It's about thirty thousand liters on a one hectare. Yeah. Yes. Sure. But it, it depends on, well, it depends on the crop that you're going to plant and the mm. extraction of the machinery. How advanced is it? Well,
0: so, so talk to me also about that part because I guess that's the other part of this value chain that's quite interesting for me, the extraction part. So you take the sunflower. If you're using sunflower, you sell it as sunflower oil, you go recycle it. You then also have to extract, I guess, the fuel from it and create the fuel. Um, That technology. Yeah? Sorry.
1: Okay, the third part is the farmers grow the sunflower, right? Yes. You take the sunflower, you refine it, or you produce a clean cooking oil, clean cooking sunflower from it, right? Mm. Then you take it to the restaurant. And then you co- you collect it uh, from the restaurant as used cooking oil. Yes. Then you produce your biodiesel. That's because there's a, an issue of food security when you produce mm. sunflower. And straight from it, you produce um, biodiesel.
0: So what type of machinery do you need when you have the f- you used sunflower oil to make it into biodiesel? What type of machinery would you need there?
1: So the first one is it will be machinery to extract the... The, the 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 to extract the the oil from the mm. sunflower right that's the first machinery it's the the ex- plant extraction machinery mm. oil extraction machinery and you also um, need the biodiesel machinery plant it's actually a plant but okay. it it differs on it differs on if you want uh, if you want to use it. so the, there's two types of your biod di- your biodiesel plant so the other one uses um, water. The other one, it's a dry system. Mm,
0: mm. Yeah. How, so how much do these things going... cost? Hello? Hi. Sorry, I was just asking, how, how much do these things cost?
1: Um, so the quotation that I did, right? The quotation that I did is one, it was, uh, it's, a biodiesel, a biodiesel plant that produces 5000 liters on a daily basis mm. it's around 1.5 million
0: okay all right no i'm just asking because you know sometimes there's very people with very deep pockets uh who are moved by uh, your story here and how much time energy you've invested Uh, in your two businesses uh, both on the seedling side and also the biodiesel one Um, and I guess maybe just for both um, what would you say is needed on the biodiesel side but also on the seedling side uh, to take you to the next level
1: okay when it comes to the seedling side right
0: Mm.
1: honestly I don't require any funding but what I require is potential let me see if i should i get a commercial market for me to supply with to, uh, a commercial farmer
0: for like me to off-tay. supply
1: with the seedlings i think i'll be good to expand on my own from the profit mm, okay i okay. if i don't need any funding from that side i think i just need a commercial um farm to supply okay and when it comes to the when it comes to the the biodiesel side what i need is uh the major Need its a manufacturing. It's for me to. It's for grateful to get its own manufacturing license. Mm,
0: mm. And and, I mean, you spoke about that, I guess, at length. And maybe just as a last one, um, in that process, I mean, what are the steps you have to follow, and where are you in that process?
1: And with the manufacturing license.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm not really far because what I did is I applied um, for funds from this other institution, right? They mm. were very keen on 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 Supply on sponsoring with the funds, right? But it 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 came at a point where they said, but we need the manufacturing license. So I only knew already the manufacturing license needs to be pro- needs to be produced before they can supply with the funds. So this is where I am, and I said to them, but it's very costly to get a manufacturing license, and I don't think I'll get that if I don't get the funds. So it's just a back-to-back situation.
0: Gosh, it's a bit of a chicken-and-egg scenario, but I certainly hope Thank many you. of the people... Uh, especially those uh, uh, who are farming out in Limpopo are listening to us uh, and mm-hmm. also many of those who, um, I guess, are in positions where they might be able to assist you to uh, set up your manufacturing plant. I certainly hope many of those are listening. Uh, and, uh, yeah, hope uh, it's been a real pleasure to hear from you and uh, uh, to be inspired by your uh, fascinating and great story. And thank you very much for your time this evening.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Hope Mapeto the founder of Great Fuel and RMT Seedlings. And uh, yeah, I certainly hope many of you there with deep pockets uh, who uh, I guess are interested in some of uh, these spaces uh, can uh, respond favorably uh, to uh, some of the needs there that Hope has uh, to scale her operations and with it uh, bring a considerable amount of jobs. Send us your voice notes on 79 191